parshas b'shalach. We have the kriyas yamsuf this week. We finally get out of Mitzrayim. Whew! Let me share with you something more unique that I found. I found the shot this week from Unklis. Want to hear a verb from Unklis? Unklis hagerz. We'll see how we're gonna land. Here's what happened. The beginning of Shlishi, Klal finds themselves at Riverside of Yamsuf. Ahead is water. You can't go in water. You look to the side. You have wild animals over there, you have, you have a desert over here. Dangerous, dangerous both directions. You look behind, there's nothing between me and the Egyptians. Imagine, imagine, imagine you have an escaped concentration camp. And the, and the Nazis chase after them. And then you have the entire regime, the entire Nazi regime, standing 15 feet away from the entire escaped Yidin. With blood in their eyes. Spears in their hands, machine guns, the only thing standing between you and your captors from just a moment ago is the Ananiya covered. Because I'll tell us they looked up and they saw all the malachim, all the, all the terrible malachim of all the nation coming down to destroy them from the mile. They had nowhere to go, nowhere to go. So, what is it? What does Kaisal do? We daven, right? the response? Rabbi Shalom says, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Matitzak Eli. Why are you still davening? Dabai Ben Yisrael, V'Yisau. Go talk to Klai Yisrael. Tell them, Vaydabai, tell them strong. Give them a command. Chevra, onwards. Onwards where? Onwards to the water. Okay. Takes a lot of koyach. You need nachshin men amenodah for this. That's how it went down. Look at Unglis, Unglis sneaks in the most paladic of you can imagine. Matis Aguilai, why are you davening to me? Says the Rabbi Shalom, Zogt, Unglis. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I answered to Tfilas. Now tell Chayasol, go into the Yamsu. Tell him to travel. Unglis translates the words Matis Aguilai, that I already answered your Tfilas. That's what those words mean. Sometimes we're davening to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and we feel like the Rebbeinu Shalom is telling us, what are you, what are you davening to? They go, come on. Like, like, and we feel shut down, we feel dismissed. Uncles tells us, do you know what those words mean? Do you know why you feel like Hashem's not listening anymore? Because He already answered you. Everything's in motion. The Yamsav is set to split from the time of, of, of Briyasa Oilam. Everything is ready. You just have to walk. Take the next step. You can't be paralyzed where you are. You daven. That's your established. Hashem answered you. Keep going. If you keep st- if you keep standing in the same place and just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry, you're not gonna get anywhere. You cried out. Tati heard you. Tati said, "I hear you. I hear you. I answer you. Go ahead. Now it's your turn to take the next step." That's what the Russian was telling the, telling Moshe Rabbeinu. Saying, "You guys don't hop. I answered the tefillahs." Now is not the time for davening. You davened. You did your job. But you have to get out of this slump. You have to get out of this, out of this place where you feel like there's, there's no way out. Because you know what? The path is right in front of you. You just didn't take the step. You just have to walk down it. We say in Shabbos, and all the malachim, the malachim, the malachim know everything. The malachim know exactly what's going on in the Lomas, right? And they say, they're going crazy. And it sounds like a question. Ayay means where is Where is the place of the glory of their Rabbi Nishalaylam? The Mukabalim tell us 
that Aye is Esyoim Hashabos. That's what Aye means. That's what Aye stands for. It's Russian Tavis. It's an acronym. An acronym. An acronym. An acronym for S. Yom Hashabos. Ayeh Mokim Kevoide. Esim Hashabos is the Mokim Kevoide. We want to connect to the Bunch It's not even a question. It's not even a question. We spend so much of our time saying, Where's God? Really, the question is, Where's God? It's the same question. Ayeh Mokim Kevoide. It's a question, but it's actually a statement. I am Kukka he's right here, the Russian when he answered, I feel this like you just don't realize it. I don't remember. It could be I, I said the story already. It's a crazy story. There was a Yid living in Europe, and him and his friend decided that there's no money in Europe. We have to go to America. America is the land of gold. Right? It's a shell of milk and honey. So to figure out why 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 America's gold and not milk and honey. What's the difference? But they said they're gonna go to America, make a couple of bucks, send it back home. Then they'll come home. They'll have enough money to live on. You know, we don't need so much money. We just have to go to America, make a couple of bucks, make our panasa. Right? There's some people that make money until they die. Right? That's the goal. How much money do you want to make? I just want to make money. There's no goal. Right? If you look at a healthy person in business, he says, this is how much money I need to make, then I will retire and stop doing Get I'll get off the treadmill. Now I'm in shape and I'm going to enjoy my life. Otherwise, you spend your whole, your whole life working out to be healthy too. Work out to be healthy, to work out to be healthy, right? So these two years, then they went over to America. And they started a business in Baruch Hashem. They were very successful. And after, it was a five-year program. After five years, they built up the business enough. And they saved up enough money. They were able to go back. And they bought two boat tickets back home to Europe. And everything was going on very, very well. Except, two days before the boat took off, before it left, Doc, let's call him uh, Shmuley, finds out that he's in Abelos. One of his craven passed away and he says, I have to sit Shiva. The problem is that if he sit Shiva, he's supposed to live in two days. That's in the middle of a Shiva. And he says, this, this is not right. He decided, his partner said, look, I'm, I'll, I'll wait with you if you want. I'll cancel my trip. He said, that's silly. Go home to your family. They've been waiting for you for five years. Could you imagine? Five years. His family didn't have. They didn't have a father. They didn't. He, she, she didn't have her husband for five years. They, it was a tremendous sacrifice. I said, go home. Go home to your family. I'll, I, I, I'll get up from Sheva in a couple of in, you know, in, a, in a couple of days, and then uh, I'll, I'll book a new ticket. Don't worry. I have enough savings for that. Later. In this business, there are a whole bunch of different partners that they, they, they had, and one of the arrangements was that now that we're moving back, they passed on the business to one, the, the business to one of these uh, non-Jewish partners. And one of these partners showed up during Shiva to pay his respects. And Shmuley is sitting there, and his mind is like all over the place. He just wants to get home. And he's in a velas that tears a person's heart apart. And his partner comes in and he says, look, I have to tell you something. This business deal came out. If we don't sign the papers now, we're going to lose our fortune. We have to do this. And, and, and Shmuley said, do me a favor. Can you wait a few days? Wait till after Shiva. And I could think straight a little bit. Before I go, I'll sign whatever papers you need. He said, no, no, this is really important. If they're, they're walking out of the office tomorrow morning if I don't have the papers signed. Shmuley said, okay, bring me the papers, whatever. And he, he signs all the papers. And his partner leaves. And he says, and he left. Seven, eight days later, Shmuel gets out of Shiva. He uh, goes to the bank to uh, take out some money to buy a new boat ticket back to back to Europe, back home. 
he says, I'm sorry, sir, we, we, we don't have any money for you. He says, what do you mean? What do you mean? He says, your account's empty. Says, Who emptied it? He said, just five days ago, your partner came in and said that you signed over your assets. Those papers that he signed were all bank documents, sending every, every single penny that Shmuley owned, gave it over to his non-Jewish partner. And his partner, obviously, was not to be found. It's been five years since he's been home. Shmuley's freak, he can't believe it. He went through every stage of grief. He's furious, he's in denial, he went nuts. He was depressed, he was always supposed to do. And he had to write that letter home. Say, Khanshi, I'm not gonna be home. Tell the kids I love them. I have to make a couple more dollars. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the suffering that he had? The realization of what was just stolen from him. Years, years of his life. The last five years and the next years of his life. That, and now he has to start from scratch. He has no plan. His partner, his friend is back in Europe. And he starts from the bottom. Some people know him. He, the people knew he was an honest guy. And they, when they heard what happened, they hired him. They gave him a little job. And soon he started working his way back up. The problem was that in order to work his way back up, he had to be an American citizen. There were some positions. In order to be able to interact, to get into certain places, he had to be American. So he learns the uh, Declaration of Independence, or whatever it takes to become American. You know all the things that Americans don't know. So he learns all that stuff. He takes his test. He gets his American passport. Now his social security number. In those days, it was like, you know, now it's like 15 digits. There it was like, wait, your number is 16. Okay, it's great. 16th American. It's a long time ago. So, um, he's American. Well, he's American. And Baruch Hashem, he had tremendous Yatushmai. Now, people trusted him. He already had his contacts. And he's able to work his way back up enough to make enough money to go back home. Did I mention? The year was 1936. He gets back home. And soon after he landed and settled back home, it was incredible to see his family again. The rumbles of World War II started shaking underground. What are you supposed to do? People tried getting visas, people tried running. People, I went to their abandoned, their abandoned, their abandoned. I had no idea what to do. Nobody had any clue what was going to happen. Yeah, all the shivas went to Vilna. It was, a, it, was, it, was, it was terrifying. You know, for most people, it was just too late. By the time people thought it was actually happening. But surely, was an American citizen. Shmuley went to the American consulate and he got himself and his entire family visas and they all went home. Shmuley was in America diving into the Bernstein and begging him, please, just let me be my stay, let me make a couple of bucks so I can take care of my family. What was the answer? The Bernstein took every penny that he had. The Bonus Shalom had the Shliach come and steal every penny, everything that he saw, every every minute, every bit of Kayach that he put into this business was gone a second. He just wanted to go home. He just wanted to be with his family. The Bonus Shalom said, like Uncle says, I answered the Tvila, stop davening, you're good. Never stop davening. You don't understand, your Tvila's were answered, Uncle. Tvila's were answered. You are going to be with your family. In order to be able to be with your family, you shouldn't all be wiped out. You 
You have to lose your business. You have to become American. That is how you're going to spend your time in America. And we will be able to hear their Bodhisattvas answers. We'll be able to swallow the nose with a, with a spoonful of sugar. We'll be able to taste the deliciousness of having a conversation with their Abba And be zoichet, only see the good in our lives, only know the sewers types, and experience the good. Ula, shleim, ma'am, 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 ma'am,